the truth. Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is <clears throat> November 20th. It's a Monday, 2023. Well, guys, thank you for so much for being here. This is, uh, again, the world as you know it. <laughs> so, what did we have last week? What, did, what happened last week? Well, we had the continuing resolution, which meant that we're just going to keep on spending money. Even though the credit cards have uh, all been maxed out. J.P. Morgan Chase or whoever it is uh, just keeps on giving us some more credit, right? Because, you know, we're worth it and all that good stuff. You know, I'm worth it. I'm worth the credit increase. I think that's that's a great thing. Um, this is one of our problems, right? Because we have a, a, a constitutional problem. We have a Congress that does not represent the people. And when you have a Congress, Congress, ooh, English, Congress that does not represent the people, then you have yourself a failed you have yourself a failed republic, and that's where people don't want to talk about that. They get very, uh, Tim, it's just bad words and stuff. I don't like it. Well, the problem with that is is that that's where we're really at. We really are in a failed republic, and we continue to think that as if we're not, and that's on us. So don't be silly, folks. Don't think that this stuff isn't really happening to you. It may be happening far, far away from you, but it's not happening. It's not not happening. That is that a good is that a good English? Mm. So it's not not happening. It is happening. So this is a part of our daily life that you got to think about. So, all right, let me. I was gonna buy a whiteboard today and I didn't get it done, and so I'm gonna have to use my hands. And I know that you guys may have never seen me uh, use my hands at describing and flailing around and distracting you from my mispronunciation of words. Hmm. But here's here we go, okay? I actually wrote this down last week, and it was actually, I was having a conversation, and um, this whole conversation was really about someone asking me for advice. It was a Saturday morning. And on Saturday morning, they we were going, they were asking me a question. They said, who should I go to for mentorship? And I said, well, it depends on what you're asking for. Are you asking for something that you need like mentorship? You know, are you asking, what are you asking for? Well, um, I'm in this line of business or this, this line of business. I said, okay. All right. Do you want, do you want someone who's going to be honest with you? Someone who's going to tell you what you want to hear or, someone that's going to lie to you the whole time. And I said, the problem with that is, is that this is what we face in society right now. And there are a lot of people who make a buttload of money in about every aspect of anything I could think of. I'm talking about from the trash man to the dog catcher to the policeman to the, you know, Baseball player to I mean every every part of every part of every world that I know of works within I think these three different tiers. Now let's say that you are a 
car salesman. I think that's a good analogy. I don't think that'll hurt a lot of people's feelings if I go too far down this road. But let's say you're a car dealer and you're selling cars. The one guy who is going to probably be your absolute best salesman, the guy who's going to make the most money, who's going to have the flashiest, you know, rings on his finger, you know, he's going to have like the big diamonds, you know, it's like, pating, you know, he's going to have like, he's going to be walking in, he's got his, you know, he's got his cigarette, you know, he just, but he smells a cologne and he's got the shiny suit on and he's coming out and you got that guy. And then you got this other, that guy is going to be your top salesman. That salesman, the guy who is the most flashy, the most amazing, oh, he just makes me feel so good. I mean, he just tells me all kinds of stuff I want to hear. And uh, he's, he's good at what he does. He is a great salesman. But he's also the same guy who will literally lie to you Every single chance he gets. And it doesn't matter what it is. Hey, John Candy, good to see you over on CloudHub. Thank you for being there. Um, Set that guy, your used car salesman, your best earner, your guy who makes the best. I mean, his margins are better on every car. He is selling more cars. He is that guy. He's a liar. Now, I know a lot of you guys may be over there on the other side of this, this microphone here, and uh, suddenly you're, you're looking at me like as if I had said something wrong about your grandma or your mama or, you know, whatever. But the sad part of this is, is this is the truth of it. The guy who's going to lie to you, the guy who's going to sit there and blow smoke up your ass, make you feel like you are just getting the best deal of it all, Blah, 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 blah. Well, he's going to be making the most money. He's the guy that pulls up at the Porsche at the Ford dealership because he spent $300,000 on a Porsche while selling Fords to blue-collar workers. Now, there's another guy there that works exactly at the same dealership selling the exact same products, exactly the same system, but he makes a pretty good living. He makes a good living. He's just doing okay. He's, he doesn't have to, I mean, he's, his bills are paid. He gets to go on a vacation or two a year, you know, a light, nice little couple weekends away or something. He may go to a resort down in the, in the Caribbean somewhere. He may, you know, take the wife to Europe once, uh, once every other year. And that guy is going to tell you what you want to hear. He's not going to lie to you. But he's definitely going to tailor his conversation so you do not feel any adverse pressures, pushes, nothing. You're going to feel pretty much amazing. And that individual is going to be making, you know, nice money. He's not going to be making... He's not going to be making the money that the, the liar does, the top sales guy, that guy who just lies about everything, okay? And you know he lies, he lies about everything. He lies about everything from the size of his shoes to the color of his hair. To him, he lies about everything, and it doesn't really matter. 
Well, that individual, so the guy in the middle, he's going to tell you what you want to hear. And you're going to hear exactly everything that you always want to hear. He's going to just tell you just enough of the truth, but not the bad stuff. He's going to tell you just enough of the bad stuff, but not the real bad stuff. He's going to keep you in, in you know inside of a inside the the guardrails. And that guy's going to make an okay living. And then there's another salesman who will literally tell you, don't buy that car. Uh, It's got uh, ring problems. The brakes aren't that great. Uh, You should only be paying X amount, and the price that we got on it's way too high. Uh, You'd be better off in this car over here. Now, that guy is going to be your truth teller. That guy is going to tell you the truth, and as often as possible, he's going to tell you the truth. But he's going to have a harder time making a living because to him, his integrity, his integrity is far more important than popularity and dollars because he wants you to be satisfied. He wants to take care of you. He want, he's, taking, he's taking responsibility for your well-being. And that's how that works. You have people who will lie to you, right to your face, don't care, lie to you about lying to you, and then, you know, tell you how they never lie to you. This is actually the, a big part of what we're dealing with in our society, not just in used car sales, but a used car sale was a way to get you guys an analogy in your mind's eye that you can see where this is really going. And so, as we think about the different things in our, our society, you know, we, we think about how, how have we gotten here? How have we, you know, there's a lot of people like, oh, how did we, how did we get to this point where we can't trust our congressmen? How do we get to this point where we have guys who, who supposedly sign up as Republicans, but they're rhinos, Republicans in name only, right? They're, they're, they're worthless. Well, the sad part of it is, is I do believe that there is a, a part of us that lives in that liar's world. And they are very popular, got a lot of money. And I'm telling you, this is from everything from podcast to the president. Okay? all I mean, dog catcher, dog catcher, garbage man, sewer worker, whatever, electrician, uh, pharmacist, physicist. The guys who will go out there and be the, the guys who make the money, right, who go out there and, and tend to be out front, they tend to kind of be the ones where you go, you're a liar. But there's a lot of people out there who will literally follow them to every corner of the earth. And it just they just look away because they would rather live in that lie world. They'd rather live in this fictitious whatever it is they're being told because that is so much better than the reality around them. And it really is. When you think about it, there's a lot of people, let's talk about let's talk about the government chemical they want to put in your arm. By the way, we have a new we have a new variant, guys. It's called X. The new variant coming out of Europe, uh, they said that is now hitting this fall, it's going to cause the world to fall into pieces is variant X. So we've uh, we made it through most of all of the alphabet and we're cleared to X now, so hopefully we'll quit playing this game. Hi, Daisy. Come here. You're okay. Come on. 
How are you? Yeah. So that's a thing. So we know that X is coming, so beware of that. But what, just like the people who ran out and got the 10 million booster shots, okay? Those people are so willing to live in that lie that they don't really care if there may be an adverse effect to what they're doing. They're no, they don't really care as long as they don't have to make the decision and they could live in their little dream world that everybody else is wrong except for them and their little blinders. So why did the governor of New York get an acting trophy, statue, honorary, whatever? Well, because he's a pretty good dang liar and he's willing to do whatever it takes to be out in front and be the liar that you need right now. And a lot of people... We're believing de Blasio and his free french fries or free donut when you go to Krispy Kremes when the red sign is on when they're making free donuts to give away to people. You know, Krispy Kreme just gives away free donuts every time that little red sign is on. You walk up to the counter, they'll give you a hot donut right off the line. That's a thing. But they were telling you if you go get that government chemical that Krispy Kreme is going to give you a free donut. Hey, dummy, they give you free donuts without the shot. Just saying. So again, I digress. So let's go back to my analogy of the three. Now, we have individuals who will go through life and they will lie about everything in their life. I mean, every single thing. And we know these people. We know them. We know them from the truther movement. We know them from the the liberal movement. We know them from the Hollywood squares. We know them from the government movement. We know them from the science movement. We know them from... Sports, we know all these douche canoes, right? We know these people that are the horrible people in life that just sit there and lie to us, but there are a group of people that no matter what will absolutely follow them to the ends of the earth, i.e., who went out there and got the 20,900,000 booster shots. And there are some people out there that we can actually go out and say, well, They will follow those people no matter what, and that's just, that's what they want to do. Okay. Well, then there's those people in the middle. And there was those people like your doctors, your pharmacists, your your hostess at the grocery, or at the the restaurant, the grocery store worker, the the guy at Sam's or Walmart, the, the whatever it is, right? So these guys are in the middle. And they're going to tell their bosses what they have to tell them. And they're going to tell you what they have to tell them. And they're going to create a certain amount of hesitancy and superstition or super, uh, superstition, suspiciousness. But they're going to keep telling you what you need to hear until you quit asking them questions. And they really don't have a backbone. They don't have any morality that they want to stand on. They're just trying to get through life. And they're trying to make sure that they do it without at least amount of bumps or bruises. And golly, would you just put your mask on? Or, hey, we got this super great car here today, and if we get you special financing, would you like to have it? Oh, yeah, sure, we could get you, we could repaint the car for you, anything you want. <laughs> See, the problem is, is those people there, those are the ones that somehow started to create some discernment in others. But at the same time, those individuals are a good majority of people. The ones that are just trying to get by and trying to tell you whatever it is you want to hear so you don't question them. They don't have to actually stand up with the morality. They don't get, they, they just, uh, 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 oh, you're making me afraid. Oh, you're hurting my feelings. I need a safe space. 
And why is it a really, let me ask you a quick question here. Why is it that when we see these people, hey, Carrie Heisman, Tanya Price, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Why is it that when we see these people that say they need a safe space, really do look like they need a safe space? Because they're really not the most acceptably looking individuals on earth. You pick a you pick an you pick a thing, and I could pretty much go that that's going to be a part of that individual's either hair color, clothing choice, face piercing, body modification, and really crappy attitude. You know who I'm talking about. These are tend to be the people who tend to ask for these safe spaces because they really can't stand up on their own. Oh, Kerry Heisman says, Jim Price, he praises uh, his praises of the Krispy Kreme and automation. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If Krispy Kreme would just go to frying their donuts in lard, I would eat them more often. I really would. Oh, man, I got an itch. I would really go into that. I would be in there quite often. But I don't like the fact that they, they soak everything in soybean oil, which is just estrogen. If they would actually just go back to lard. Guys, I'm telling you right now, I did this with... Um, I did this last week. I, uh, I actually cooked tacos like my folks used to make. But I cooked them in lard. Well, why did I cook them in lard? Because they were amazing. Amazing. They were so good. And the problem with it is, is that we cook things in soybean oil, and they actually do not do our body any good. In fact, they actually harm our bodies and cause cholesterol buildup. See, the problem is, is those hardening of the arteries and those little plugs and stuff you got to get in your veins because you got this, this, uh, you got to put stents in and everything else like that. That is actually because of soybean oil in soybean oil in all of our foods. Butter doesn't do that. Lard doesn't do that. Tallow doesn't do that. But if Krispy Kremes actually got themselves together and really tried, I'm going to tell you what, I would probably, you know, just be like, there every day. Hey, uh, Army Mom, good to see you over on Twitter. Thank you for being here. So let's get back to where we are with our society as a whole. Now, we had Mr. Salesman, you know, he's just that dirty guy, you know, he's got the, the, the Gucci-looking whatever, you know, everything in his life is just, it's all about, it's all about the shiny, right? It's all about the, the handbag, the, the whatever it is, right? As I flip my hair back, I'm an idiot. And uh, that's that's your that's your most successful used car salesman. That's also your most successful politician. That's also your most successful sports person. That's also your most successful singer, actor. See, the problem is, is that a lot of the people that we pay attention to really are not talented and have really no, no worth. But they are, they are a lot to watch. They're a lot to watch. You can watch a lot of them, right? There's a thing to watch. It's, a, it's entertainment. They have a whole thing. They have a thing how they light their cigarette. They, have a, they sit there and they fiddle with their pen and they do that little flipping twirly thing. And, 
you know, and then they got the little this and they got the little that and they got the, you know, whatever. But we have those as politicians. We have those as church leaders. Tell me I'm wrong. I, 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 I hear I got a personal story with a church leader that I actually knew personally, personally knew their children, their extended family. And they were so, they were so, they were so driven to be the next big church. Hey, Rebecca Wells, good to see you. Thank you for being here. They were so driven to be that next mega church. That was their thing. They wanted to make sure that they were doing the same things as the mega church. They want to do the same things. They want to do the same. They want to do all the same things, right? They wanted to be on TV. They wanted to be on radio. They wanted to hand out cassette tapes. They wanted to hand out all the, they wanted to have the big, you know, the biggest orchestra. They wanted to have the biggest choir. They wanted to have, you know, because, and I get it, you want to grow. But here's my problem. You heard all of the goals they had. What did that have to do with meeting the people's needs who were going through divorces, who were going through cancer, who had lost their parents, who lost their children, who had lost their job, who had lost whatever hope they had? What about building the church to fit fit the needs of those and being the servant leader that you're supposed to be? Hi, Daisy. You're being kind of needy today, aren't you? So that what I'm pointing out is that when, even in the church, the ego can get involved. And when we talk about our ego and who our ego is, and I have an ego just like anybody else, and I've worked real hard, and I tell you, man, ego sucks. I've told you guys this a thousand times. The ego is the most powerful and the most most powerfully creative thing and the most destructive destroyer on earth. It can destroy you or it can build you. It can build a nation and a corporation. It can build a community. It can build organization. Or it can destroy all the exact same. And almost at the exact same time as something is being created, it's destroying it. And so how you moderate your, your ego really is how you come out on the other side of those things. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be the right guy and be that right person because too easy can you get up here and that lying and that ego and that's okay, right? And you don't want to be up in there because it could be destructive. Now, ego can make you drive and do a lot of amazing things and be a lot of amazing stuff to a lot of people. And I'm not saying, hey, don't, I'm not saying, hey, don't do that. Hey, Carrie, good to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. Carrie Cameron is here. Thank you so much for being here. So right up in here is this ego guy, right? This is that guy who's willing to lie to you. He's the top used car salesman. He'll sell a car to a grandma that who's on her way to her own funeral. She could literally be dead in the casket, and he'll still figure out a way to sell her a car. That's just how that guy is. Well, she needs it. Does she? But then there's the, what is really the bad thing. Because, see, those guys a lot of times are pretty easy to pick out. But there's a lot of people love to follow them blindly. But then there's this middle part. And the middle part is this guy who's willing to tell you whatever you want. Maybe God meant give your first 10% to humanity, not the church plate. Rebecca Wells, I think that you are absolutely correct on that. Correct on that. 
That is absolutely great. That is uh, honestly, well, that's what we talk about here on the show, though, right? Miss you. Uh, miss you. Uh, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here, Carrie. Appreciate it. Uh, a lot of love there. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now, if we did the 10%, like we talk about here on the show, that be selfless and not so damn selfish, the world would be a far better place. Remember that? We do the 10% for our neighbor, our community, our city, our county, our state, our federal government. The more you do for them, the less you have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far better place. Remember that? That's why I say at the end of every show. But remember, that's your neighbor. Okay, that's like the guy right next door. The community, which is like your the little block you live in, the one square block or one mile square block or the street or the little division you work, you live in. Then you got the city, right? The city, if you're doing more for the city, you're going around clipping up the trees that are in the way of the view for people to pull out onto the road. You, uh, you stop and help somebody change a tire. You give somebody a gallon of gas on the side of the road. This is your city, right? You go and you, you know, plant a tree or two every single year in the parks. You donate a tree to the, the parks and rec and say, hey, I want to donate a tree. I want to see where you're going to plant it. See, that's that giving back to your community first. Very good. Very good, Kim, uh, Rebecca Wells. Thank you for having that. But remember, we don't give our first 10% to our God or our community because we give our first 35 to 38% to our, our small G God called government. So, Rebecca, we have ourselves a problem. We have a chain of command that's gotten in the way. So let's go back. So let's go back to this whole thing. We have to look at this guy up here. He's the liar. He's willing to lie. People love to follow him no matter what because they don't want to just, they just like the shiny object. They like its popularity. But there's this middle, this middle two-thirds. And that's, I do mean middle two-thirds of society. There's only just a little bit left on the top and bottom. There's a bunch of these weirdo, you know, very popular, very wealthy, you know, people and they're in the truther movement, they're in news, they're in sports, they're in music, they're in religion, they're in everything, right? Correct? Then you got this middle two-thirds, and I'm saying two-thirds, or three-quarters, how about that? We'll go with three-quarters. So we got an eighth up here and an eighth down here, and then we got this three-quarters in the middle, and that's about really what our society is. A lot of people will give you the answer you want to hear because it's hard to stand on your morals, it's, hand, it's hard to stand up and say, I was wrong. I, it's hard, and, and you don't want people mad at you. You don't want to cause any trouble. You don't want to get in trouble. You just want to just, just want to, you know, get by. And you don't want to be the guy who did it. You don't want to be that guy who didn't do it, right? So this is where you work in, right? This is this wheelhouse you live in. And so you sit here and you spin around, and you got this middle three-quarters of the people, and they're kind of a pain in the butt because... They'll go along with the guy on top, and they'll go along with the guy on the bottom, the guy who's willing to tell you the truth and say what's right and then stand on his morality. Now, I could look at Congress this way. I can look at my city council this way. I can look at my county commissioners this way. I can look at my, my federal government. I can look at even the police departments. See, it's, it's, the, it's the egotistical, driven, you know, adrenaline junkie cops who are out there making all the splash and everybody's giving him accolades and all that, but he's really lying and he's really screwing up, but nobody's calling out because he's a cool guy. 
But then there's that three quarters of the police department who don't say anything because they're just trying to make a paycheck because they're trying to pay their child support or they want to put a pool in the backyard or they want to go on vacation and they're just trying to get by because they don't really have any other skills except for riding a LIDAR. And that's, again, this is a great analogy of society. See, these guys up here abusing the system and doing what they want to make the promotions and get the bonuses and all that cool stuff and everything they want while they step on the rest of us. Well, the three quarters aren't saying anything because they're just trying to get by and they're doing okay. But then there's those cops at the bottom. Then there's those used car salesmen at the bottom. There's those those builders at the bottom. There's those politicians at the bottom. There's those preachers at the bottom. There's those truthers at the bottom that will tell you the truth no matter how bad it looks and say damn it listen to me listen to me this is the truth of it i'm not trying to tell you what you want to hear and i'm not trying to lie to you i'm trying to tell you what's really going on and right in front of your face and so as i talked to this individual this saturday and they were asking me about what it was that I, they were asking for a recommendation for a mentor, and I had to ask them, I said, what do you want from your mentor? Do you want one that will lie to you and, and get you to the top and make you as much money as you physically possibly can and sell out your soul? Do you want the guy who's willing to tell you whatever it is you want to hear? Or do you got, want the guy who's going to be truthful t- for you, but you're probably not going to make as much money as you possibly could? And that's a question you have to ask yourself. That's where you have to really get honest with yourself. Where do you want to be in this whole thing? Where do you want to be with your mentor? What kind of mentor do you want? Do you want one that just gets you some good money and you get by and you may lie a little bit, you may tell a little bit of truth and no one's really going to call you on it because you really don't have a spine anyway and you don't have credibility, so why even go after you? See, this is the problem, folks, is when you actually sit around and you think about how our world is built, you think about how our society has built things. It's been built so that we are destructive to ourselves. We are destructive in everything we're doing. This is really important for you guys to think about. Where do you guys want to fit? Do you want to be in this top eighth up here where you're willing to lie and cheat and get as many doll hairs as you could possibly get out of every situation and you never have to have accountability and you just get to skate through life and you're like, I got a billion dollars. You guys suck and I win. Ha, 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 I guess I could be a guy like Jeffrey Epstein who has billions of dollars and hangs himself with a toilet paper jumpsuit Because I was willing to sell out my soul for whatever it was and lie to whoever I needed to to get whatever I wanted. But then you've got a lot of people who were finding out in Congress after the January 6th tapes were released because they went home and Johnson bothered to say, hey, by the way, here's tens of thousands of hours or millions of hours of footage you guys have never seen. And everybody all weekend long since Friday, since Saturday, Since Sunday, since all day today, Monday, I see continuing posts of people taking clips out of all these J6 going, release the J6 prisoners, release the J6 prisoners. 
Now, Nancy Pelosi was willing to do whatever she had to do to make sure that she stayed in power, that she stayed at the top. That was what was most important for her. She wanted to make sure she stayed in control. She wanted to make sure that she won whatever election she had coming up. So she lied, cheated, coerced, and had a TV executive, a TV president, it was either NBC or CBS, came in and did the full production for all of the J6, including adding audio, including adding crashes and bangs and booms and bams. Sounded like a Batman episode. Pew! Pow! Pew! Remember that in the old Batman movies or Batman TV show? See, my problem is, is that we have a situation where I don't think we all realize that we see the examples right in front of our government, but we don't really call it out. And we don't call out the limp-wristed little Nancy pants that go around and get pushed around. Oh, no, not today. I need a safe space. Uh-huh. Don't call me out on my bad behavior. I don't want to call you out. See, the problem is, is that's the people that you see that out down through the voting records where you see over and over again, they don't stand for what they should. See, this is a continuing problem for us is we don't seem to actually take credit. We don't actually give credit where credit is due and these people that are in the middle who allow the people at the top to continue to lie and manipulate and we have this problem within our own society. Rebecca Wells says the January 6th committee and all should change places with the political prisoners. I think that would be great. I'd like to see Nancy Pelosi do about, I don't know, a year in solitary confinement and see what she looks like when she comes out. Let's see what color your gray hair is there, Nancy. Let's see how good your face looks when you come out there with no makeup and no facials and no nails done. Let's see where your boobs are sitting at and see what they're, you know, what they're hitting your knees by the time you get out of there. Let's see if you actually mentally have the fortitude to be locked up in a small room for a year of your life without having real contact with humanity outside. Carrie says that, uh, says, I sent a pizza to my mayor and wrote, I'm watching you in pizza sauce. Hold him accountable. Man, Carrie, that is fantastic. That is actually really good. I'm, that is, I'm pretty impressed with that. Good job on that. Um, again, who is watching the watchman? See, the watchman of our life, the people that are supposed to be watching, you know, and taking care of us and holding, virtues and being moral and all those things um that if you actually think about why do i am I getting like five thousand phone calls here all of a sudden here uh, i think i was supposed to have uh, somebody on but they uh, i didn't get them set up anyway all right stop that so who is watching the watchman who's watching the cops right who's holding the cops accountable for bad behavior the cops it's like the prisoners holding the prisoners accountable. That doesn't make a lot of sense. There needs to be an outside auditing force that says, okay, listen, this is what we should be doing, and this is how we should be handling it. But we don't do that, do we? We don't have that conversation like we should. 
We should actually be saying, listen, it's okay for us to question authority because that's what a republic is. Guys, by pure definition, it is absolutely 100% if you, I'm sorry, I keep getting distracted by this, by this phone calls over and over again. (sighs) Made me lose where I was at. If we don't hold them accountable to their behaviors, then who's going to hold them accountable? If we're not holding our city councils accountable, then who's holding them accountable? Themselves? Their ethics committee that is assigned by them? How about the fact that we have a judicial, and a judicial, we have an election, we have an election ethics committee that responds to no one but has the power of the court to be able to go in and to, now listen to this. If you get in trouble by the ethics committee, you could either get nothing at all, or you could actually get thrown in prison or be referred to the DA for further charges on top of the already fines that they can fine you with, with the all these different things. There's all kinds of stuff the ethics committee can do, but wait. Who assigns the ethics committee? The politicians who get elected. So how do you think that's going to work? Don't you see the nepotism in there? Don't you see where that's a problem? So the problem I'm having with this whole thing, and I I don't know who this, I, uh, come on, guys. The problem with this whole thing is is we have ourselves a situation where we've got these people at the very top that lie their pants off, but there's three quarters in the middle who are willing to just go with whichever way the wind's blowing, and this is a part of the bureaucracy. This is a part of a lot of the other problems that we continue to have over and over and over again, where this middle three quarters, two-thirds, whatever you want to call it, needs to stand up or find a place to stand on. I don't know what we got to do to get these people to line up with what we asked them to do, but it's problem. The problem is, is they've got us so strung up on, on debt and all the other stuff in life that we don't have a chance to even be able to keep ourselves accountable for stuff, right? We got things that we're missing getting done in our day. We're we're not getting everything like we should. Hey, good, good to see you. Oh, Vince Braun, he says, uh, why you hang up on me? <laughs> well, Vince, if that's you calling me, you better. I'm watching you, boy. Um, anyway, so just think of it in this way. We have to be careful about what we've actually allowed ourselves to be manipulated with and who is actually the people we listen to. Are we listening to people who are the liars, the best of the best, that one-eighth of the top of society that loves to lie and is the shiny object and they've got all the zeros so then everybody automatically thinks because they got zeros in the bank account that they're intelligent? If that's true, then why is Bill Gates an idiot? Seriously. Do you think that Bill Cook over at Apple, who runs Apple, do you think he's actually the most brilliant man of our time? How about Klaus Schwab? Do you think Klaus Schwab has some type of intellectual giant that he's that he could actually outwit me in anything? I mean, seriously. These are the people who've been put in charge, and why? Because they got money. Because they force themselves or put themselves in places that they really don't belong. But here we are. We're having this conversation about these different people. And what I'm trying to point out is that 
if we don't stand there and hold the police accountable, we don't hold the city council accountable, we don't hold the DA accountable, we don't hold the mayor accountable, the, the county commissioners, the governors, the, the legislators, the presidents, all, all these other people, the sheriffs, then why do you expect them to actually have morality when you don't expect them to have morality? Why do you expect them to stay within the guardrails if you don't give them guardrails to stay in? How can you expect them to honor and embolden the Constitution if you don't even know the Constitution yourself? See, we got ourselves a problem. If we, we, we want to go out and, and point our little bony, crooked fingers at people and say, you're the problem. You're the problem. You're the problem out there. You're, you have been my problem all along. If you would just do as I tell you, and if you would just listen to the Constitution, you wouldn't be doing this stupid stuff. But wouldn't they? See, the problem is, is if you don't know the Constitution, then they can do as they will. If you don't know the law according to how it's actually written and the fact that ordinances and bylaws and... Uh, and um, what do you want to call it? So you have ordinances and you have, uh, um, oh, what's the other one that they call city stuff? Um, policy. Uh, they have, uh, they have uh, you know, they have, uh, uh, this is our policy posters. They have, this is our, uh, this is our ordinance. And uh, this is what we do here in the city. Did you know that most city, that you know that actually all city ordinances or policies are actually not legally binding. That's why they have a separate court. That's why they hold you in city court because city court actually isn't responsive to the county or the state. It's an entire jurisdiction that was created just for you because you didn't know enough to stop them. The city court, the city policy officers... See, policy officers, that's, they're not police officers, they're policy officers. They're enforcement officers of nothing that has to do with law. Ordinances and policies and guidelines are not laws, but yet they're enforced and fined and put on your record daily, and you do nothing about it, and you don't even know that, that that is completely fake and false. Most people aren't ADD, they're just B3 and methylfolate deficient. 99%, I guarantee you, 99% of the people that say they have ADD, well, actually, if they go on B3 and a methylated folate or a methyl blue or something like that, can actually go away from it. But that's the truth. But wait, do you see where I'm pointing out here that we have ourselves a credibility issue? Okay? We have to be careful that we don't give over power to pharmaceutical companies who want to put our kids on ADD medicine, which is actually cocaine. Well, you know what kind of you know what kind of ADD medication I want my children on? Cocaine, cocaine. Yeah, look it up. It's a stimulant. Try uh. Cocaine, or how about a little bit of meth? 
Yeah, don't worry about what they're putting your kids on when they're giving them ADD medication. They're literally frying the neural connections in their brain so they won't fight back. You'd be better off putting them on some some uh, mushrooms, and you'd be better off keeping them off of the red dye and the corn syrup and put them on a methyl and a B3. But see, again, that's the lie, right? See, the problem is, is that there's too many times that we're willing to give in to the city cop because that's what we think is he's got a gun. And if we don't do what he says, he will literally shoot you. And I don't know where as a society that it's okay that the ultimate ending to a speeding ticket is death. Execution on the side of a road, whether that person lashed out, ran or not. My problem with it is... My problem with it is is when did a speeding ticket, when did running from a cop, when did the level of discipline go to execution on any of those? When did a pit maneuver become so important? When did endangering other people in society become important? Oh, no, they're running. They're endangering. No, you chasing is making them run, and that is endangering. You're endangering society. And the problem is, is if we really get down to it, we only should have sheriffs and marshals, and that's it. No Kansas Bureau of Investigation, no not Federal Bureau of Investigation, not the Iowa Bureau of Investigation, not the Texas Rangers, none of that. Not the troopers, no. There's only two forms of law enforcement in our country, but again, we continue to lie to ourselves about what we know is factual. And this is, goes back to the people at the very top who keep making up laws and rules and regulations that have nothing to do with us. Just like the IRS was never ratified through the Convention of States. Quit lying to yourself. You know, they're trying to hire 80,000 some new, new IRS agents for a, fictitious, for a fictitious agency. The Internal Revenue Service was never meant to come after and do anything but work within the government. But now they turned it as a collection agency for the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is a privately held corporation. When did privately held corporations become a, a beneficiary of government enforcement through the IRS? When? 1913, when we ratified the IRS. Well, we never did ratify the IRS. See, if we don't know the laws and we don't know how we got here, we keep believing these people who lie to us over and over again, and the other three-quarters of those people just keep giving in because they don't want to make a fuss. But then there's that bottom eighth of us that's down here trying to tell the truth, trying to be the right people, trying to do the right things, and working our tail off because we're not willing to lie to you to get you over. So my problem is, as guys, as a society, I need this bottom I need this bottom truther side, this bottom where the people are willing to talk about the truth, about everything, about the Bible, about our history, about our money, about our Congress, about our federal government, about the world's history, about Tartaria, about what's really going on. Please, if we just stop the lies, this bottom section will grow so exponentially that it will be taken over by, we'll take over society in truth. And what happens if we move that bottom piece up and we get bigger and bigger and bigger and greater and greater? Life gets easier. But if that three quarters in the middle isn't willing to join those truthers at the bottom 
those people that are willing to sit there and question the reality and the mud floods of things and the, the spiritual things and the physical things and the lying and the cheating of our dollars and our cents and our medical history and all the BS they've been putting us through. If we could just get that bottom piece to actually start to grow, we could find that actually being a truth person is actually in style. Part of my problem is, is I can't hardly get behind some of the stuff that's going on. Because I see a lot of people following the wrong people. I see a lot of people going out of their way to chase down the lies up here at the top. Because it's shiny and it's new and it's fun and I like that guy, I like that girl. But when you do that, when you find yourself chasing that top tier and not really working within the truth of yourself and saying, hey, embrace the suck. This is what I am and who I am. You know, thank you so much for working with me as I get through these things. Leanne, good to see you. Thank you for so much for being here. Randall, Randall, good to see you. Vince Braun, I do appreciate you being here, buddy. So my problem with this is, is that when we look inside of ourselves, and you got to be honest with yourself. You take that time, and you want to break away from that ego. You want to get off of that part, and you want to start working on. you got to figure out if you're going to be the person who just gets along or you're going to be the person that says, you know what, here's my morality. Here's where I'm going to stand. If you don't like me for that, I appreciate your time. But if you appreciate what I'm doing, join me, and let's go do this together. And let's find other people on our little road to... The Emerald City, la, 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 la. We're all going to have a good time on the Yellow Bick Road. See, my problem is, is if we can get more people to talk in truth, if we can get more people to support the truth, if we get more people advertising the truth, if we get more people donating to the truthers and getting all this out there, we truly can create that bottom grow. We can actually create that bottom grow and then we add one more person and 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 one more person. Next thing you know, that middle three quarters isn't so big and they're not so influential but giving all that grace and, and platitude to these people who are willing to lie to them all the time. And we actually start taking back control of what's reality and saying, hey, by the way, let's look at some things. Why the Gulf of Mexico looks like a big puncture wound and the side of the earth. And it's the only thing that looks like it on earth. But yet there's no volcanic there. There's no whatever. But it sure looks like something hit right there. Or about maybe the big meteor crater that doesn't have any meteor in the bottom of it. Because remember, meteorites are really, really super valuable. They're really expensive. Per pound, you can make a lot of money on a meteorite. Because it's space rock. So what I'm trying to point out to you is if we actually push back on some of these lies, could we actually just get to a place where a lot of our world makes so much more sense that it would actually create a harmony within ourselves? Could we actually just go ahead and create a harmony within ourselves? Can we create that magic that says, hey, you know, maybe this is where we should be going. Maybe this is where the truth really is. And wow, look how this actually lines up with, with everything that we already know because it makes more sense. I, I'm going to ask you a question, and this is one that I want you to think about for just a second. If these, uh, if these two crocheted pieces, if I pick these up, uh, these were rocks, and I'm standing in the middle of the Arizona desert or the New Mexico desert or... 
Utah, Moab, whatever, right? And I pick up this rock and I pick up this rock. I go, look at this rock. It's different than this rock. And then I test them, right? Because there's a testing. Now, how is this rock that's on earth older or younger than this rock that's on earth sitting right next to each other out of the same layer of dirt? And we have these different layers or was that the floods? Was that when the, the big water comet hit and it caused the chocolate pudding effect to go across us globally and pushed over a lot of the old Tartarian buildings and knocked a lot of technology out of it. And we came back in and we founded it again. Tell me how one rock on earth is older than another rock on earth. Oh, it was formed at a different time. When? Isn't all the magma in the center of earth magma that's been in the center of the earth since the beginning of time? So if I go to the center of the earth, whether it's hollow or not, if I go to the center of the earth and I say, well, there's magma in the middle there, and I go to the hot part and I tip a little piece out of there, you're telling me that that piece of magma in the very center of the earth is younger than the piece of rock at the top of Mount Everest, right? But haven't they been on earth the same time? Doesn't it? How does this piece of granite at the top of Mount Everest is younger or older than the piece of magma at the center of the earth? Isn't all, isn't all stone or all rock or whatever on earth the same age? It's all rock on earth. Oh, no, it's different, Jimmy. We, we went out and we created this test that tells us through the isotope that... Uh, this isotope is older than this isotope, and we know that this one is 30 billion years old, and we know this one is 10 billion years old. So the pumpkin, the pumpkin's 30 billion years old, but the, the candy corn's only 10 billion. Even though they're sitting right next to each other in the same little piece. Oh, yeah, well, this one flowed down from a, a volcano, and it was formed. We know that it was formed 20, 10 billion years ago. We know this one was formed 30 billion years. So 10 billion years later, this came out of a volcano and sat next to this one. So what I want to point out to you guys is we have to actually take value in the people that are willing to be honest with you. Are the people that are willing to be honest with you, are you willing to be honest with them and then believe, not with, not with whimsical, never-checking, you know, blind eyes, oh, I just believe everything. Sound like somebody you know? Disney showed you a lot of stuff, right? They put a penis on the top, on the face of a cart kid's cartoon and the Little Mermaid. I mean, they just got to, why do they got to mess with everything? Oh, I'd like to tell you kids about all the good stuff in the world. Oh, this is a great time to tell you. Oh, look at the magic all around me. Now, this is a problem for me. What was Goofy? Oh, hey, guys. Remember Goofy? He had a dog's head with no tail, but owned a dog who had a tail. Yeah, Pluto. My problem is, is that, that we've had these lies right in front of us all ways. Now, when you stand up and you start shaking it off, 
You talk to innocence about the things that you've lied to him about, the things that you as a child that you believe, and you get past those things, and you start graining, gaining knowledge and getting better at it, and you get your discernment right in here. You start actually, don't believe what I say. See, hear what I say. Go and validate it. Stand on your own two legs on that information and then perpetuate that information forward. If you hear me say it and you go validate it, I want you to repeat it. If you hear somebody else telling you some truth and you go out there and validate it, go repeat it. Don't hold it in your heart. Don't, don't hide your little light of mine under a bushel. No, right? And then the little kid song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You're going to hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. If you know the truth, if you have heard the truth, if you understand what you're saying, repeat it. Be the difference makers out there, guys. This is how we do. This is how we win this, and that's how it gets done. All right, guys, remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less you have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promise. I can't keep. Guys, go out to mydailynaturals.com right now, My dailynaturals.com sign up for the email sign up for your subscription to get your shipment coming at the beginning of the month the beginning of december we should be sending out our first round of shipments for my daily naturals basic cell function now we have added a bunch of new products on there but we still have the initial package of my daily naturals basic cell function this has your iodine this has your methyl this has your magnesium this has your copper these are your basic cell functions. If you don't have the basic cell function, you got nothing. You got expensive pee. So go out to My Daily Naturals, mydailynaturals.com, mydailynaturals.com. Get signed up. Get out there. Start getting your cell function right and beat them at this game. If you guys outlive them, if you guys keep living a healthy life and having a good time, you're screwing it up for them. And that's what I want you to do. Screw up their plan by living too long. Screw up their plan by being too bountiful. Screw up their plan by having peace in your heart. And all these things will help you. The methyl will help you. Okay? This helps with blood pressure. It helps with state of mind. The copper helps your heart and your hair color. The iodine helps with the basic cell function and the, the T3s inside your cells. Guys, these magnesium is also as part of your muscle function and your communication throughout your body. If you don't have these basic cell functions up in the right place at the right levels, you are dying. I don't know how else to put that. I'm not trying to be, I'm not going to be nice about it. So, guys, be the difference makers out there. Be the right people. Go to MyDailyNaturals.com. Get signed up right away. Anything else for me, guys, you know how to get a hold of me. I'm uh, Jim Price at TheJimPriceShow.com. I'm Jim Price. This is the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.